Welcome back again to the Heavy Show Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Richards, and with me, as always, I'm happy to have Luca. Hello. And Moose. H- hello. You nervous? Yeah, well, I, mean, I, was just, uh, I don't know. You were, at least on my end, you were kind of cutting out, and I was wondering. It was like a, a hesitant hello, right? I don't like how you're cutting out. You got a sore throat? Am I cutting out? No, you're good. You're good. Okay. At least that, short, you you worried me. I mean, we are very socially distanced, but uh, just make sure no one's got the corona. Yeah, send out some some germs through the internet waves. That's when humanity's done, when you can contract diseases through the internet. So what oh, yeah. you're saying is we're done when we start implanting cybernetics. Three days, tops. Three days? <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm with it. Three days. Now, initially, I wanted to see if we could avoid talking about the coronavirus, but there's stuff going on with gaming specifically because of coronavirus that you're like, wait a minute, that's odd. So we're going to have to touch on it. Are you saying? But before we get into that, the shenanigans with GameStop, um, what have you guys been playing, if anything, and if quarantine goes completely shut down, what games are you going to catch up on? Well, uh, I, I personally have uh, gone back to a, a childhood favorite, Minecraft, uh, which has sort of consumed my life in, a, in an unhealthy way. So, you know, that's kind of terrifying, but, you know, good game. But everyone already knows that. Um, <laughs> other than that, I don't know, some of my friends picked up War Thunder, so I've been playing a bit of that as always. A couple little side-scrollers like I often do. And other than that, I'm, I, I could mention I'm about to join a World of Darkness campaign. Which is not a video game, it's a tabletop, but someone might be interested. How about there you, you go. Someone out there knows anything. Luca is desperate and needs many pointers immediately. Yes, please. If you're, if you're listening to this recording, it's already too late. He's already failed. Oof. <laughs> I saw an article saying that um, people need to start recording audio logs so protagonists can stumble across them in the future. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yep, that's very video game of them. The the very, very convenient diaries. Um, I really haven't been playing very much at all. I, I kind of posted about this in the Discord. We, we've hit a point where I, I have so much free time. It's just like, I don't want to play anything. Like, I, I have all the time to play all of the games that I have in my library, right? Um, but I did that last week. Not really all of them, but, you know. Um, so, I don't know. I was kind of freaking out and didn't didn't really play anything however uh i did play alien swarm with some friends because because you can <laughs> uh it's, it's a pretty fun game i found out that i downloaded the wrong alien swarm they have a uh, two and i downloaded the old one and it's like this uh, this for those of you who don't know it's like a kind of top-down thing where your mouse moves what direction you point your gun and then you move your character with WASD, and you just fight a swarm of aliens. Who would have thunk it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but now I have the right alien swarm installed, too. So I'll give you guys a very in-depth side-by-side comparison of the two games. 
uh, next week if I can remember to. Okay. That that's about it as far as what I've been playing. So I've um been playing more Call of Duty, and I wish an adult would step in at some point, just to stop you. Uh, it's time to stop. Yeah, it, it really is time to stop. I mean, I'm just unlocking guns as if they're like individual storylines, but it's nowhere near as intriguing as like playing an RPG for the fifteenth time to get a different ending. You know, it's just it's like oh. The gun skin is gold now, but not even real gold. It's more like spray painted gold. Doesn't even really reflect. On to the next gun, and then I just start over again. But uh, other than that, uh, I am going to be playing Ori Will and the Wisps here soon. I've heard good things. But as far as, yeah, I've heard a lot of good things. Uh, Doom Eternal, I, for some reason, I keep thinking everything's on Game Pass now. So when I went to Game Pass and didn't see Doom Eternal. I was like, well, maybe Game Pass needs to update or something. So I'm like looking, trying to update. I'm like, okay, update. Still not there. I'll turn off my PC, turn it back on. Surely Game, it, game Pass has Doom Eternal, right? Nope. I'm like, oh, I gotta I got buy a video game? This is weird. Because <laughs> everything I've been wanting to play has just been coming on Game Pass like the last two, three months. But Doom Eternal is another thing I've been hearing a lot of good things about. And then, of course, Animal Crossing has been everyone's cocaine that they've been waiting to get a hit off of so and good time for gamers both both of those released today right yes yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be interested now, to see it i also saw that in the discord someone was a uh, very happy to see that um resident evil 3 had a demo launch got a kick out of that because you know there's still toilet paper on the looted supermarkets it's uh yeah, it's, it's kind of eerie how good that things fits with the current times though i gotta say <laughs> yeah i am hearing good things about um that as well as far as um gameplay wise now also see i can't pronounce that in the chat so if anyone wants to be brave go for it let's go with bzac um <laughs> playing witcher 3 because now i have time to 100 percent it yeah witcher 3 is one of those must plays for anybody I mean, um, that was like our second place for Game of the Decade, right? I believe so. It was so. definitely the top five, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was definitely yeah. top five. It was either two or three. Now, this quarantine, for some, I'm hearing it could all last all the way until August. Oh, my gosh. It just depends on how much New York and everyone else gets their stuff in, in control. I mean, for, forget completing The Witcher 3 100%. If it lasts until That's August, people say, are going to be making The Witcher 3. What, what franchises? People, someone's going to recreate The Witcher 3 in Dreams yeah, on PlayStation yeah, exactly. 4. Someone's already recreated a whole Mario game. Oh, God. Oh, man. It, was it Mario 64? I think so. Okay, okay. That that makes a little bit more sense. The, the, the stuff that I've seen from Dreams... I mean, I know we're kind of like drifting from topic to topic, but... Oh my goodness. I'm uh, like uh, my my mind is just racing all over the place as I look and see the potential of this. Um cuz you know some people are treating it just as like a 3D sculpting application, mm-hmm. right? And they're just making nice little great for animation. Yeah, yeah, they're doing animations, they're doing like hey guys, here's here's this map that I made for my D&D campaign in in dreams, right? Um and then some people just make these like fever dreams of a game. 
where like Homer Simpson is there with a with a gun shooting the Ice Age baby, and you're just wondering what what anything means. I, I'll tell you what though, I get very strong Roblox vibes, and I get I get yeah. a very strong feeling that dreams will replace a good portion of these really crappy uh, Steam Greenlight games. Oh, for sure. You know, they actually, um, when we first covered Dreams, I kind of gave it like a poo-poo rating because it was just 90% memes. And then people who like did a lot of good things and putting their art out there and crafting it, and then someone could just poop on it with a random meme. <laughs> um, but like it was kind of hard to see like who gets credit for what, you know. I didn't like it. But also, there was no way to monetize. And as you guys know, if you've been listening, I want creators to find some way anyway if they can get fairly paid that's awesome because that leads to more creations they are now looking into ways or they've already looked into it but they're trying to just um, grease the wheels on it to where they will be able to start making money off of some of these games some of the dreams games yes wow now that doesn't mean Everything's going to start costing money in dreams. Not at all. They're like, that's like, this stuff is like a, on the back burner. Like they have no aspirations to be like a steam store or anything like that. But for instance, from what I've heard, you know how in dreams you can share a lot of the assets and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then there are people who do just that. They that, just make, that's really still going to be there. Exactly. Yeah. That's still going to be there. You're not going to be like five bucks for this chair asset. That's not happening. Um, it's just they're looking for ways where it, it most likely will end up actually being like animations and not games that'll be um, purchasable, which is fine and fair because if you know anything about an, um, animation studios, that stuff's expensive to run. Now, imagine if all the animation studios shared all the same assets for free and then can write stories with them. It'd be kind of like uh, when you're playing a source game and you go, hey, I know that sound effect. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, well, but for, for people who don't have the super high budget that something like Pixar does to make their own assets. I think that's a good idea. You couldn't see. I, I just did like a little finger point thing towards the screen, which was what that mm-hmm. awkward pause was. But <laughs> <laughs> Nobody here to Caption see. Caption says this is where he finger points. Yep. Now, again, I think that's going to be far off down the road for Dreams. But uh, a lot of people see its potential. But there's also a lot of people like, but I don't know what I can contribute, if anything, because that looks complicated. And I've gone through a lot of tutorials, and it is complicated. So I'm almost like, it's like black magic, those people who are doing a lot of this stuff on their own. I don't know how. But uh, it goes really in-depth. And they do a good job of presenting only certain tutorial, certain tutorials to you at first so you don't get overwhelmed. And then as you complete them, they start to unravel new skills and abilities, if you will, to learn from. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely a lot of but potential yeah. in Dreams, yeah. And I, that and might I don't happen think a lot, it's... A... a lot of Dreams making in, um, <laughs> during the quarantine. And as Death Scythe mentioned, maybe uh, pick up Unity or something like that. Learn that. Make your own game. Learn the I, I don't, What's up now? 
I'm just, I'm just like he, he was talking about uh, people like uh, using the time to to learn random stuff, you know, or well, not random mm-hmm. stuff, but like different skills, you know, hobbies and passions and yeah. stuff. And I'm just imagining people like so bored out of their mind that they just like start developing completely useless skills, you know. <laughs> hey. Which I, mean, I know it, isn't what he means, have... but you know someone out there is going to get really good at, like, spoon clanging, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think that the um, potential of dreams is going unnoticed in any way, though. Because you already have some big YouTubers who are, you know, making videos oh, yeah, of like people's Dunkey, creations. He's done two videos on it, and, like, usually Dunkey only does one video on a game, and, like, that is his magnum opus for that video's game's coverage. Yeah. And that's it. He's done two now. That's like a big deal, and, in my opinion. And uh, a few years ago, you know, it was like a Happy Wheels. That was the big thing. As soon as as soon as you get people like Tobuscus doing Happy Wheels videos, then people jump on. They say, "Hey, I can make content, and I can see you know X YouTuber play my content." Um, and so by having you know already PewDiePie and Donkey and countless others start doing videos on the content available in Dreams, they're kind of in a way, encouraging people to go ahead and create things. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's it's not necessarily like an ingenuine way to, to boost player numbers and stuff like that because there's a lot of people who do enjoy creating things. And, you know, it, whether or not they are, these YouTubers are intentionally going, oh man, we should really get people interested in creating. It, it doesn't matter because people are going to play and they're going to make stuff and there's going to be more content. Um so I'm really hopeful for it. Uh, when, when it, when we were talking about it, you know, it almost seemed like it would be like three years out, right? And it kind of snuck up on me, to be honest. It's just, whoa, it's yeah. here. People are making it. Yeah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very much in the same boat because I remember uh, West sort of telling me about dreams and what was coming up, and I was like, man, that sounds really cool. But it, it it seemed like this like way off thing you know it didn't seem like it i'm i'm, I'm pretty sure be... i could find all like the like when i first saw it i was like yo this could be big and i was hitting everyone up i'm like guys like as almost as like part of the job of heavy shelf you need to be paying attention to dreams it's gonna happen um and then i luckily got in on one of the betas and i was like overwhelmed i was like whoa people build people have been building a lot of stuff already and then it's just gone to godly proportion since then i don't know what's going on with like how they're not going to get sued to high heavens um i guess they're not going to because they're not monetizing like the mario games and stuff they're making in there but yeah they're just taking other people's properties and just remaking them <laughs> which i mean you know it's it's very hard to get a uh half-life uh, 3 will be made in dreams yeah exactly because they, they released the script there you go that's actually yeah. not a uh Dang, that's not a. That's. I know I got ideas, you know. Oh. Yeah, I can totally see someone doing that. Honestly, like, I mean, there's definitely the uh, dedicated fan base that would sit down and spend, you know, hundreds and hundreds of hours of their lives making Apple Three, if not thousands. And honestly, that's what's impressive with this stuff, and really something that kind of. I don't know if the word would be humbles me, but kind of puts me in check. Cause again, I'm always harping on like, let's get creators money. Let's get creators money. And there are so many thousands of people working their asses off on dreams completely for free. 
They don't care about the money. They just want to create. And like, they again, they spent countless hours on this stuff. If, if you look at the detail of what goes into it. I follow a few of them on Twitter. And, um, yeah, no, it's just, it's just pretty big. And I actually just back on the Half-Life 3, I think it would be very realistic to expect to see a Half-Life 3 animated movie at least come down to dreams because you have the script. Mm-hmm. There, uh, there also was something Half-Life related. I, um, I just saw something with a cursory glance. I kind of made a mental note to, um, to look more into it later that someone made a Jurassic Park Half-Life 2 mod. I don't know. I'm, I'm really looking into that. Oh, yeah, and as Deathsize just mentioned, I was just going to look into this. Um, Half-Life Alex, that's that's big, right? I'm surprised that Remember when we were a... speculating whether or not that was going to be a big deal for Oculus VR and all that stuff? Well, it turned out to be a big deal because uh, it's all sold out everywhere. I've looked. There's like none anywhere. None of, none of the, the headsets for Oculus? Headsets, all gone. Everything. Wow. Has there like, has there ever been a time where you could say and this was before the COVID stuff kicked off? Like fair enough, I couldn't find a VR headset to buy anywhere. Well, yeah, I'm 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 really excited to see how that plays because I think just recently we've begin we've we've begun to see the like like the the very crest of what VR could be. Um, cause there's been, you know, there's like the blade and sorcery games and stuff like that. Um, which, you know, kind of, kind of picked up some, some steam. Um, and then there's also, there was that walking dead game that came out a few months ago. Um, and now going to half-life Alex, I mean, this is like a, it's the first time that a half-life game has been released in what? 15 years almost. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, kind of exciting. I'm, I I was never really invested in Half Life, um, in any way. <laughs> I I really liked the uh, the opposing force game for Half Life One, but you you can't help but be interested in it, right? I I think Half Life is one of those games that gamers across all platforms and stuff like that kind of pay some attention to. Well, like. Honestly, you know, the, like, A, the Half-Life 3 meme is just huge. You know, it's it's very difficult to be into gaming and not know that meme. And then, of course, you, you get, like, all the old uh, Gary's Mod animations and all of those have Half-Life stuff going on. It's a really dedicated fandom. You always hear it around. People yeah. are always looking for, like, oh, is that a teaser? Or, I mean, they were ten, five to ten years ago, always looking for, like, oh, is that a teaser, you know? Like, mm-hmm. um, I remember when I was in middle school and... Oh, hold up, my dog's having a drink. What? Hey, dog. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not right now, dog. I'm talking about Half-Life. We're listening to Luca. <laughs> but, like, I remember... Well, it's like, sometimes he's just kind of chill, but he's, like, he's being very vocal in this stream. I remember okay, being can... in middle school and, like, just it being the chatter among, like, the, the geeks, you know, and nerds. It's like, oh, Half-Life 3, you know, Portal 3, what, you know, ooh, are they going to come? And, of course, it never came along, but, um, I mean, it's definitely a big game, very influential game, so. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It's very difficult to not have some interest in it, even if you never played the original. 
uh, originals, I should say, considering there's four. Yeah. Stupid question. Did we know if they're going to have like a PC keyboard mouse friendly version? I I haven't bothered to check. I'm going to say that. I don't think they. I don't think they would. Yeah, I'm going to say no. Oh, and and just because I can't believe I forgot this. uh, Boneworks. That's another one of the VR games that kind of shows us what VR can be. I just, I don't know. I, I felt, I felt bad for leaving that out. Well, and remember, one of the big things is we've had a chicken or the egg kind of debacle with VR. And that VR needs more games for people to want to buy VR, but people won't develop games because people aren't buying VR. Well, well Alex just made everyone buy VR. Yeah. So now we should start seeing more games. Hopefully. On on that note, though, um, that kind of chicken and egg debacle, the, the, one of the Boneworks uh, creators, first name Brandon, uh, mm-hmm. last name I completely forget um, who who was on the dev team he kind of explained in one of his uh, his videos talking about the development process that he posted onto YouTube um, he was explaining how big game making companies don't really like to take risks that often and they don't want to gamble with all their millions of dollars yeah. so a lot of the innovation and you know serious development that we see on a gaming front comes from indie developers um, who who kind of push the boundaries of what's possible. And so when looking at Boneworks, you know, that's something that they really wanted to strive for. They wanted to see how can we make VR feel as as, as real as possible and as interactive as possible. Um, I mean, and so, I mean, that's that's definitely part of it. And, and I can't help but feel like that is something that people at steam would also kind of take into take into consideration because valve does not release games very constantly i think i think most people would not say that valve is a very active developer right they've got no they've they've got their cash cows and once every 20 years (laughs) hey here's a new game (laughs) yeah I mean, it's interesting that you mentioned, uh, like, big big game companies not wanting to take risks. Because I was just thinking, you know, as you were talking out, oh, we're starting to see what VR is really capable of. Maybe it's going to go somewhere. I was thinking back to when VR first started to get some attention, you know, become, like, a reality. Not not any uh, virtual boy stuff, you know, like, the, the early gen Oculus stuff, you know. Um, and thinking back to the games that like really impressed me and, or, or caught my attention, it was always like these situations where someone really dedicated and passionate had clearly, um, put a lot of time and effort into a proof of concept, but hadn't had the time or resources to, uh, flush it out or flesh it out rather into a, a, like a Mm -hmm. proper big game like i remember one in particular where you could grappling around trees you know like you were playing attack on titan or spider-man or whatever um and that just looks incredible right looks really great but they didn't have the resources to make into a full game and you know i guess like that just lines up with what you're saying about how it's always the indie developers you know who who are pushing the boundaries uh when they can or where they can um and so hopefully, yeah, we'll get some of the bigger companies now that uh, things like Alex have come out, uh, like putting enough time and resources that we can see 
an actual game where you can actually grappling hook around more than just some floating islands with trees on them, you know? There was a large extent of times where I was playing nothing but indies, and I kind of saw just how innovative indies usually are. Because they have to and be. And then, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then when I picked up a triple A game again, I was like, um, really, this, what makes a triple A game a good one is one that has just implemented a bunch of innovations from indie games. It's just all wrapped up into one, you know? I mean, it's it's interesting. Like, yeah, that that's uh, true. and Or at least that's part of it is, you know, picking some innovations out, whether they be original or sort of uh, picked from, from little, little indie titles. Definitely makes a good Well, like, indie game. titles will turn up this game aspect up to 11 and then make a whole game out yeah, of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're saying. And then all of a sudden, this JRPG just has it as one of their systems. Like, oh, yeah, we've been about this. It's like, oh, not really, but whatever. Thanks for putting it in your game. Um, now I've lost my train of thoughts. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, no, no, I, no, 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 it's fine. I know. I do know we need to uh, get into the reasons why GameStop won't stop. Yeah, yeah, we do. Might as well. <laughs> who, now, who wants to take it away? So I don't have all the details, but I will lead us. I will lead us into it. Um, with these podcasts, we are going to try to avoid Corona as much as possible. Just to give you a little bit of escapism. But again, this one definitely cross-pollinates with Corona and gaming. Because as many of you know by now, you may have restaurants, businesses, your work. Hopefully no one's been laid off in the chat. Things are shutting down left and right. GameStop, however... I guess, have, are pitching themselves as an essential need because, you know, the government has said, like, don't be open unless you're an essential need in some of these areas. And they're staying open. Now, my first thought was, like, why? Like, you're already on, like, your death knell. Like, just go ahead and let this be your goodbye, you know? But, Luca, you've seen or heard some other things of what's going on. Well, basically... I think we've we've talked about GameStop before, and like you mentioned, you know they're they're not not in a great shape. They're in dire straits, you know. Um, yeah. And so yeah, they it seems like they can't really afford to shut down. I know that uh, this year, or within like the I guess not this year, but you know within like the last six months, let's say they've been doing really really bad. Like within the mm-hmm. last quarter, whatever, however they would measure their their performance, they've been doing particularly bad. And so they can't really afford to shut their stores, or at least that's what it seems like, because they're not. Uh, and they're going so far as to claim that they are an essential service, or they provide an essential service. And so they're keeping all their stores open, even in uh, in light of all the coronavirus uh, stuff and all, all these stores shutting down, even uh, some states ordering stores to shut down. And there was actually a corporate email sent out to managers, basically telling them if authorities come and tell you to shut down the store show them what? this document we we what we uh we emailed you claiming that you're an essential service and and hopefully they'll go away basically um and so it's like what what are you doing you know um especially when you consider that you know i i remember going into gamestop as a kid they always have those uh demos set up you know that's that's where i was introduced to star wars force unleashed you know playing it just mashing my little fingers all over controller that five thousand sounds like that sounds like when ron swanson on parts and rec just said he had a permit 
Yeah. And he just opened up a sheet of paper and says, I can, I do what I want. Yeah. <laughs> GameStop is pulling a Ron Swanson right now. But, but like, literally, yes, you know? And um, it's it's crazy because, uh, f- I mean, there's been, like, leaks and emails and stuff from, from like, managers of GameStops uh, and employees and so on. And corporate is telling people, oh, you know, like, uh, we're wiping everything down. We're doing this. We're doing that. Don't worry. We're, we're trying to fight the, the virus, you know, minimize its spread. But uh, we have testimony from a ton of different employees or alleged employees saying, we don't have cleaning supplies. We can't find cleaning supplies. The suppliers, you know, shipping them out. We can't clean. Um, and it's funny because you would think potentially that, oh, well, everyone's staying home. They're scared. So why are they even bothering to stay open? But uh, from some of these leaks and from a, a personal source, that, like I, I heard this personally from an employee uh, that I, I know, they're doing great business man they're like they are doing way better than they have in like months maybe even years uh just because people presumably have nothing better to do oh my goodness go out to gamestop and get coronavirus okay chat this is your only chance amnesty have you been going to gamestop keeping these poor people at work if so just be open with it nothing will happen Tell us what yeah, game no you got. No authority to do anything. But we, yeah, tell us what game you got. Was it worth it? Do you regret it? And are you going to have the audacity to return it <laughs> in these times? I mean, I really thought that story was going to go a different way because I knew about them declaring themselves like an, an essential service, um, keeping stores open and stuff like that, really pressing hard to, to keep their doors open. But I thought it was going to be like, uh, oh, man, they, they, they're still failing real bad. Their company's no, about to go right. way like, under. Like, no joke, I thought about going to the GameStop because I figured there'd be no one there just to visit them, to keep them not bored and just be like, you know, let them vent. I'm like, isn't this stupid that you have to be here right now? Of course, I'd be like 10 feet away as we talked, but I legit thought about that. So now knowing that, no, people are just heading to the stores. Like, Luca, what, you, you had a theory earlier. That there's a certain age demographic? Yeah, I feel like, um, because, you know, I, I think before I get into this, you have to remember, we, when was the last time, like someone said in chat, uh, Deathside said it's been years since they set a uh, foot in a GameStop, right? Why would you? We have Steam. All the consoles can download games now. You know, it's like, uh, what are you doing? And I, I think that maybe, just maybe, in light of, you know, a lot of businesses having people stay home or whatever, maybe it's, like, older millennials who haven't really been that into gaming in a long time, you know? Like, lost time with getting a job or maybe even having kids or whatever who are just really bored and, like, not up on the trends and they're, they're sort of still stuck in, like, the I-have-to-have-a-physical-copy mindset or something. Because, like, mm-hmm. who else is going to GameStop? Like, are you just bored? Is that the only thing open in the mall? Or boomers wandering in? Like, what is happening? That could be that could be an effect. They're wandering where everything's closed, but they're like, oh, GameStop's still open. I guess I'll go there. Yeah, like, I, I have no... Dude, what if it's... Oh, my God. What if it's little old ladies buying, like, like, like five-year-old out-of-date, like, Wii Plus games or whatever for, for their, their, like, grandchildren? Because they, like, like, what's going on? Oh, I don't know man. who. And, uh, yes. um... The, prob- the Wii Plus... 
it could be a combination of any shopper. It could be people I meant Wii hoping U. that maybe GameStop is selling like some TP bundles with games or something like that. You know, <laughs> ooh, there's so an whatever idea. store, whatever store is open, like please have TP. You guys ever seen a uh, Battlefield Friends? There's a they're uh, no, gone. Yeah, there's a there's a character in Battlefield Friends that represents the um, Battlefield Friends is about Battlefield, the game series, and the people who play it. And there's a character oh, there, Colonel 100, who represents the super tryhard. And he explains mm-hmm. that if you have to ever at any point leave from your chair to use the bathroom, you're not playing Battlefield, so you're not good enough at the game. So the the, the TP game bundle sounds like something that might, might really take off for those kind of people. Um, Another, another detail that... I, I mean, you should bundle it with Fallout 76. Oh, You'll sell some copies. <laughs> Dude, it, it we're, actually, we're selling it you would both the copies. crap and the toilet paper. Like, yeah, I just I I joked about this before the the podcast. I really like in Japan, right? You get like canned bread that's like uh like Full Metal Alchemist themed on the can or whatever. You know, a lot of like canned merchandising bread. goes on in Japan to an extent we don't have here. And I really want like brand like IP uh toilet paper to come out. Right, it'd be so good. I, I, ooh, I just. I have seen posts of people like um, flexing their like PlayStation hand sanitizer that they got from like some PlayStation convention or something. Yeah, like that, and like um, I posted something like gotta wash these gamer hands or something like that. I don't know. Did you know? I was like, just hand sanitizer with a PlayStation sticker. But yeah, you know how like there's like a market for antique, you know. I don't know, like typewriters or what. There's there's someone out there who collects like all these antique things, these special interests. I like to mm-hmm. imagine that in like a hundred years, some some auction house somewhere, you know, in in the digital future, some you know, whatever, um, is gonna have an unopened bottle of PlayStation hand sanitizer from the coronavirus pandemic, right? And it's gonna sell for like hundreds of millions of bitcoins, you know. Like that—that that is my dream for humanity. <laughs> Bitcoins, I—I I believe so. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's—I don't know. It's another. I don't know why I brought up the toilet paper thing. That's been a stupid meme. <laughs> it's like I think for the most part, in so many places, things would feel normal if people would stop being savages. Well, around their butt paper. You—you <laughs> you mentioned uh, just this isn't strictly gaming related, but there was a letter from a bunch of an open letter from a bunch of uh, British. Uh, grocery stores basically telling people look there's no shortages you're just buying more than we normally put in the stores stop it so yeah but don't stock don't fill your basement with toilet paper people it's gonna be back on the shelf sooner or later well hey now any time for the next six years that they need toilet paper they won't have to go to the store yeah (laughs) see it's not it's not that they're scared it's that they're just planning really really far ahead all of the sudden (laughs) It's you know, um, it's actually smart if if you if you don't think about it too hard. <laughs> oh, good, my favorite kind of intelligence. <laughs> um, uh, one thing I I feel like I should mention that I I didn't bring up about the uh, the GameStop situation is in case anyone was thinking about going to GameStop and getting coronavirus for whatever reason. Um, according to one employee, and I haven't heard this personally, this is, this is something that was in like an email or tweet or something, um, uh, that I came across. Um, apparently 
basically because they're doing such good business all of the best stuff is already gone and so you have people like rummaging through everything you know <laughs> looking for like, well i'm here i've risked my life might as well yeah looking looking for like the hidden treasures or whatever you know and so basically apparently they're getting their hands on everything and they don't have enough cleaning supplies to like sanitize the stores you know so it's it's a uh, it's, it's a bad situation man yeah bad time i mean hey there's some real there are some real gems that you can find in gamestop that just go under everybody's radar um i got a game uh for the wii uh, crazy mini golf 2 <laughs> it's it's not a great game i'll i'll be the first to say crazy mini golf 2 is is not maybe it's the first one i don't know it's it's not the best game you've ever played but it is i mean it's mini golf and it does it pretty well and it's it's fun its quirks make it enjoyable um i i i just i feel like there's a lot of games like that that sit on shelves that you know some somebody for some reason decided to fund and release Mm-hmm. And there you go. I mean, there there are some gems. Of course, it's like they're like amethyst, right? There are no diamonds, but th- but they're still gems. Yeah. Like honestly, I feel like if you're gonna go into GameStop now, if you're going to be that guy, don't look for big franchises. Right? Pretend you're like eight, nine years old again, seven, however old, and you've just gotten your first like little handheld gaming console. And you don't know anything about video games, so you're choosing entirely on the cover art, right? And just buy, like, five games and see if one of them's good. Taking me back. Yeah. Pretty much all it took back when I was a kid, like, you know, I didn't know, read magazines, do this, do that. You know, it was just like, this art looks pretty nifty, and it never looked like anything that was actually in the game. Oh. But it was like, hopefully the cutscene will look as good as the art. Yeah. that just that just triggered a memory for me, which is um, with my my red Game Boy Advance, you know, um, there was a uh, uh, some Star Wars game where you could fly as the Millennium Falcon, right? And like it was um, like a third third person shooter, effectively, where you know it wasn't top down. You were behind the Millennium Falcon, you can move it around, and it had like a little aiming thing. And TIE Fighters, uh, I think they're called TIE Fighters, you're coming at you. And you're blowing them up, right? And, like, I think that might be, like, the first, like, flying combat game I ever played. Which might be, like, the origin of my love of that <laughs> sort of yeah. type of game. And it's just like, oh my god. It's definitely the earliest example I think I played. And I played the shit out of it. I, I just, I really value the, the long-lost simplicity of just being restricted only by rating because of course you know you're not paying for it. Your mom is, um, and the cover art, just just picking something, you know. Uh, we've we've found a, a handful of games in my family that we wouldn't have picked up if we had known what we were looking for, you know. Yeah. No, but I totally get what you mean. There's there's also a lot that were just uh, ugh, no, man, and like, I got the uh, the Legend of Zelda game because I knew I liked Legend of Zelda, right? I got Spirit Tracks. Which is where this time Link is a train conductor. I've got to say that that game gets a, a two two thumbs down from me. Oof. For the parts that weren't terrible, they were just okay. And then the parts that were terrible, oh my goodness, you couldn't save during a puzzle. Um, 
because when you would load up the game from that point, it would reset the entire puzzle. And then it would just have really, really long puzzles. That took like 30 minutes to get to the puzzle and then an hour to do the puzzle. It's like, oh God. It was it was it was bad. Crazy Mini Golf 2, on the other hand, not a single puzzle in that game. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not saying it's better because of it, but it is. <laughs> now, for the most part, the major games that are coming up haven't been delayed by the coronavirus. But There weren't that many games in the first place this year, as we talked about in like two or three episodes ago. Yeah. Is there any particular franchise that you guys would suggest? What is going on with my phone? <laughs> the dog set the alarm. Well, I mean, anytime there's like a menace. pandemic, you never want your phone to just start ringing off like it does in the movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is a bunch of nonsense. There's literally nothing of importance. Three things that just came at the same time. So, um, anyways, as I said earlier, this thing could go till August. So we're not talking about just one game to play. What franchises should someone pick up that they haven't touched? Start from there and go now. I, I maybe three, four years ago, I would have said Mass Effect. Don't even bother now. The ending of where it gets to, it's not worth it. <laughs> but uh, do you guys have any suggestions other than the Witcher series? And, and by the Witcher series, you really mean just Witcher three? I mean, you know, just yeah, yeah. Just play, yeah, just just play yeah. being honest. Yeah. Um. In chat, you're feel free to pitch in too. I'm, what I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say, if you like old old games, right? Now would be a great time to dive into Fallout one and two, and then you finish off with suggest. New Vegas. <laughs> um. Don't don't bother with three or four or seventy six or any of them. One, two, New Vegas, end. It's a it's a nice little thing to do, and you're gonna need some time to get used to the quirks of Fallout One, and then by the time you're finished with Fallout One, you can go straight into Fallout Two, and it'll be fine. Um, and then you'll kind of see the facelift that it gets in New Vegas, and, and and see what those mechanics look like adapted for a more modern era. But I I can't think of a time that I would honestly be bored enough to sit down and like just play those games unless it was a situation like this where there's really nothing else you can do. Yeah, because as we're talking, I'm seeing more news coming in of other cities kind of slowly. You know, it went from restaurants takeout only to now restaurants shutting down and then other cities like you can't leave your home, not even for essential goods. You just got to start. So well, that's that's like a hard quarantine there. So like you got to do something there. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, it, it has and, some time and, to learn. And so it, before you know it, like I hope you ran out and got your switch or your PS4, or your Xbox by now, because the opportunity is running up depending on where you are. Hey, and um, there's, I imagine we're going to be seeing those same things we're seeing there now happen where we are two weeks. And I'm not a professional though. There, I'm just guessing. There's another good thing about um, fallout one, two, you can run it on anything, man. Yeah, I mean, not not actually anything, but if if you have a computer that can't run Fallout One and Two, you're also not using an operating system that was developed in the past forty years. <laughs> I'm sorry if if you, I'm sorry if you have a computer that can't run those games, you, your computer is a TI eighty four calculator. 
no no that could probably run it <laughs> well if if somehow you manage to adapt it and also have it be two-bit graphics yes it probably yeah. has the processing power but definitely yeah. not the software that's true that's true you're right there so i don't know that's that's my chip because i don't play a lot of uh series like franchises um and if i and the ones that i did play like i used to play a lot of legend of zelda a lot of pokemon um i've been disillusioned i'm all, all cold-hearted now funky finch says stardew valley in the chat oh that's surprising is that a game <laughs> that has a lot of replayability oh yeah oh yeah yeah um, and and not because you're experiencing new things necessarily part of it you are um but because it takes so long to get to a certain stage that when you when you start over again it it feels fresh just because it's been so long since you were doing what wow, you had okay, to do at the okay. start um so really the the goals of it shift entirely but then there's things like you know oh i wonder what happens if i if i focus really hard on growing crops this playthrough you know what what if i just do mining what if i don't complete the community center ever what if i pick jojo mart all sorts of little little uh things that you can do so yeah, I I think that's also a good choice because I don't know it, it just it takes a a good while to to um to go anywhere in that game really like a lot of the big development stuff you can definitely mm-hmm. and it's just real nice it, and relaxing yeah. the whole time you do it it's got some pretty pretty good music that, that, that's a good that's a good recommendation um I suppose I I sort of go in the same vein maybe uh and another thing that popped into my mind just in the same vein is like oh go back to the original fallout well we were talking about half-life in that series and i think everyone's probably played half-life too but how many people have played the original half-life because i have and it makes you appreciate modern shooters it really really does hmm. like it's not bad it's playable it's fun it's not doom it's what it's better you know it's way more advanced than the original doom but it it ain't a modern shooter, you know, and so you know maybe it's worth uh worth going back and seeing where it started, you know, because it's very different uh than even Half Life Two. It's it's more primitive, not yeah. only in um, just the Black mechanics Mesa. but in, like the storytelling. Mesa? Mesa is it Mesa? Black or Mesa? Mesa, of course. <laughs> um, Black Mesa it came out on March sixth. That's twenty bucks. That's a you, reimagining of Half Life. Yeah, uh, I actually I think that was the second uh, bit of, of Black Mesa because the first they released it in like two parts. Because I bought the the first part. Well, this is saying one so I'm assuming it might be all together now. Maybe, maybe if they did it right. You need to go check your update because you probably got the full thing. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, because uh, that honestly, if you if it depends on what you're looking for. Are you looking for the authentic experience and wanting to see you know how far we've come play the original if you just want to see where the series started i thoroughly recommend black mesa over the original from a like playability sort of angle it's it's better mm-hmm. uh so it, it plays like half-life 2 rather than half-life 1 basically um but uh yeah you know that that's a suggestion um also i don't know uh probably maybe like sp- try something you don't normally play if you're you're a big like ooh, i play like a lot of shooters i don't know, try an mmo or something you know there's there's maybe it's a good time because I mean, MMOs you can have... sink a lot of time into those 
so much time with Warframe. So much time. It's completely free. Yeah, you could go with Warframe. <laughs> I've, I've I put mean, time it, into that game. It's practically games within game within games, like as far as content goes. No Man's Sky, it's not free, but it will suck a lot of time out of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, in the chat, is there any games that you've been wanting to play, but it's one of those games you got to play it with other people? And now's the perfect time because everyone's locked in with you. What games they have no excuse. would you want to play? Yeah, they have no excuse. They can't be like, no, nah, I got to do this thing or I got to go that. No, nope, nope, you're here with us. Get gaming. What games would you like to play that are multiplayer? Now, are you saying games that you have to play multiplayer? Like, it's it's not the well, same game you, without Well, you know, we all know those games that it's like, you know, this game, is it's better with friends. Hmm. Like, it's a good game, but you really got to have friends to play it with. GTFO. For it to be Someone really play nice. GTFO with me. <laughs> GTFO is one you've been talking about for a while. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and assume Moose is going to say Left 4 Dead. I, I would, but I think that that game is perfectly fine to play on your own. So I'm going to... I'm gonna. Okay. Uh, it, it'd probably be more fun with friends. I don't know, but... Because I haven't played it with friends. But it's perfectly fine on your own. Um, Gary's Mod. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. You, you, you got free mm-hmm. time. You, you can afford to hop onto some little dusty corner of the internet and get on a niche community play a few rounds of prop hunt and then uninstall forever you know yep i feel like if we all got on gta it would really just be like tp loot simulator <laughs> like when you really just think about how people behave i really hope gta like, oh. online adds toilet paper as an actual item oh It'd instead of so like heist and banks it's just like you start off like at Seven Eleven convenience stores, getting the toilet paper from there. Yeah, and then you go eventually to like the paper factory. Mm-hmm. The the first thing I thought when you said that was toilet paper grenades, like you throw them at people, and like ties them up or something like that. So I want a very dude, different. You can't be oh. throwing it. That stuff is gold now. You can't be just throwing it. No, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm getting some really, some really odd deja vu. Did we talk about toilet paper themed weapons in GTA before? We may have talked because look, we've talked about some dystopian stuff in the past. And we may have called it, predicted it way long ago. Subconsciously? That, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm seriously, like, kind of freaked out because because that just image, it, like, I don't know, man. That hit me different. I don't know what's going on. Um, Is this, like, a glitch in the Matrix? Dude, Could be. I, I oh, want geez. some sort of, like, mission in GTA where someone, like, hires you to TP people's houses. You know, to, like, just ride through the rich neighborhoods chucking toilet paper over the roofs. If if they're gonna do like a toilet paper grenade, I think that makes more sense uh, than than throwing them at people. I don't think throwing toilet paper at people makes very much sense as a as a weapon in any uh, any case. Oh yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I feel like if anyone rolled someone's house during these times, like that'd be a capital punishment. Dude, no, dude, that that is like the biggest assertion of dominance. It's like, dude, I have so much toilet like, paper. I, I have can so much. <laughs> That's a word flex, but okay. <laughs> I've got so much toilet paper, I started using it as intentional garden decoration. Like, just gently going and wrapping the bushes in toilet paper and stuff like that. Man. You know, just talking about the toilet paper, it just made me angry. Because I've been on two trips, and like, look, I got stuff, 
but also people calm down. Uh, like coronavirus has not shut down the toilet paper factories. Yeah, yeah. There's a PSA. Buy. All you need to buy is the biggest package they have available. That's all you need. If everyone did that, we'd be fine. <laughs> it, it would feel much normal. But yeah, all this because some savages fought over toilet paper in Australia. And then people were like, I guess that I guess that is something I need to worry about. People are fighting over it. And they just went crazy. Now, how long do you guys give it before um, toilet paper themed games start popping up on Dreams? Are, are we are we late? Has it already happened? Apparently, according to Funky Finch, we talked about that last week. And if we were thinking about it last week, I assume someone else could have been. So, hey, maybe. Did we really talk about it last week? That doesn't surprise me at all. Apparently, yeah, we're, at the same something. time, I feel kind of stupid for forgetting about it. It was probably one of those random game ideas I spit out. And it said, like, instead of this, they throw toilet paper. Who knows? That that sounds like something that you'd bring up. Oh, I think we were talking about Call of Duty game modes. Instead of grenades, it's toilet oh, paper. Oh, my okay, goodness. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. yeah you're because Call about, of like, Duty in the past, they right around Australia was going down. And they were on fire left and right, north, south, diagonal. Shit was lit. Um, Call of Duty... Just happened to release a skin that was called Outback. Had nothing to do with Australia. But then everyone's like, yo, Call of Duty, you should probably make that into like a themed thing that we can buy to send funds to Australia. And so since then, it's just made me think of anytime there's something going down, Call of Duty should make a skin or an asset or DLC that we could buy to go towards fundraising for anything. So huh. I really think Call of Duty needs to make a game mode that, or just instead of grenades, you have toilet paper. And let it have the same explosive effect. It doesn't have to make sense. Like you throw the toilet paper, have it look kind of wave in the wind, and then boom, it blows up. Mm. <laughs> or maybe don't have it blow up and just have like it's just- unlimited amount of toilet paper just being thrown. So by the time the map it, the, the match is done, it's just the whole floor is covered in toilet paper. It's like Splatoon. Yeah, so exactly. Splatoon. Paper. Thank you. I was trying to think of it in my brain while I was saying the sentence, but by the time I arrived at the end of the sentence, I had no idea. So he saved me. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Oh man. That's a that's an interesting idea. Like charity weapon skins. Just saying. <laughs> if you can't buy TP if you've got toilet paper already. Do your part by buying toilet paper in Call of Duty so we can buy toilet paper for others who can't. Wow. All I'm saying is my resume is open. Game companies, if you want to hire me, I got ideas. <laughs> are, you, are you sure that's what you want to be on your resume? <laughs> Call of Duty, but toilet paper. Toilet paper DLC. There you go. But yeah, no, it's been kind of a... A slow week, because usually we would like jam-packed. we got like three major topics to cover. But, um, you know, a lot of the stuff we've been predicting was going to happen is just kind of here. You know, E3, canceled. Now we just um, we just sit and wait. Yeah, we just sit and wait. Look play, out of the window longingly. games, yeah. Like a dog who can't go to the park. Because we can't go to the park either. We, like we would anyways, but we yeah. at least want the option to, you know. Yeah. 
gosh. So uh, recently, I, I figure that I'll bring this up because I feel I feel like it's a good thing to end on. Um, I, I recently watched a video uh, about the guy who made the game that inspired Minecraft. Um, there's a there's a YouTube channel called People Make Games. Very good, highly recommend it. Um, and he did a sort of interview history bit on um, the dude who made the game Infiniminer. And Infiniminer was this really niche little game um, that the that this guy made. Um, and he had made a whole bunch of little games all sorts of different ways. You know, it's like, like a passion for him. He just makes games. It's what he does. Um, and he really didn't know what direction to take it. He kind of made it open source and then kind of stepped away from the development for it. Um, and then Notch, first first things that he's making from Minecraft, he, he straight up says, this is, this is progress on an InfiniMiner clone that I'm making. And man, the listening to the story of just this dude seeing what he inspired just get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger was was very, very interesting. Um, and he said, he, he went on to make his own game studio and he makes a bunch of puzzle games and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But he, he said it was very interesting that the moment that he got over it, right, the moment that he stopped feeling bad that he almost had the lightning in the bottle that is Minecraft was when Microsoft bought Minecraft for, what, like $4.2 billion or something like that? Yeah, I don't know, some, something ridiculous, um, which was very interesting to me because I would figure that that's when it would be like at its worst. But a- apparently there was just this kind of freedom that's like, it's like it's like corporate, right? It's like separate from, from his original idea. It's no longer a, a personal item. It's been made generic. Um, but he was explaining how he would be, you know, walking, walking through a store and see Minecraft merchandise and stuff like that. And everything that he sees is just a reminder that he almost had it. Um, and, and another thing that I, I found very interesting about that, which I think we should save as a topic for a, a future podcast for sure. Is he was talking about how he made InfiniMiner and he had a certain vision for it, but the small community that played it had a very different vision, and they had the ability to mod it. And he was talking about the the strangeness of the of the clash between what he wanted his game to be and what the community wanted his game to be. Um, so I highly recommend that video. Highly recommend people make games, not this kind of generic like oh we'll we'll talk about video games, some real in depth stuff. Um, that video in mm-hmm. particular was fascinating to me. Can you track down the link before we go so we can, can throw it track in the chat down for the people? Link? Yeah, you're gonna hear a whole lot of typing. That's fine. That's fine. And you have the uh, the clackiest of keyboards. Yeah. But it's fine. Um, no. Here we go. It's a it's a thirteen minute video. It's an easy watch. The uh, the game that inspired Minecraft but didn't make a penny. Because I mean, like I said, he he released it, um, open source. Pretty pretty soon after making it, just because he didn't have. A, a direction or you know any anything like that to keep it going highly recommend it it's a pretty small channel too so yeah i've heard a, um, back around your point on like how the community that plays a game wants a different game versus what the creators are making um and that happens a lot in gaming i know fortnite was one 
that I was following for a while and No Man's Sky, I've been on the end to where it's like, I just have to accept it. It's not going to be the game that I want it to be as far as like, I want it to get competitive with like resource gathering and like kind of you, instead of clans, you have industries or whatever. Cause you know, you're mining all the time, that stuff. And then people are like, no, it's not about competitive industry. It's about exploring, just explore and, and love it. It's like, no, but I want to compete. I want to be the best. Um, and I've just been put in check all the time by that community of like, no, stop it. It's not going to be a thing. Stop trying to make it a thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's definitely going to be worth a whole podcast to talk about things that have happened with that. Um, One game that was very fluid and being shaped by the community was Astroneer. And that has been kind of one of those indie darlings of a game that has been put in the category of Minecraft. Yeah. As far as like you get that good feeling from it and the vibes and all that stuff, but it definitely is its own beast. That's worth checking out. That being said, we're going to wrap up today's podcast. I'd like to thank anyone that has dropped in and contributed in the chat. I really appreciate Fogmine subscribing again. Staying consistent. Love it. Appreciate it. And then, of course, our patrons on Patreon. Appreciate you keeping the website up no matter what happens. <laughs> pandemic or not doesn't matter it's gonna be up um and yeah good luck out there if there's any new games that pop up that got great co-op capability or i feel like sometimes people won't suggest a game because they don't have it but i'd I'd be very open to you guys if you say i want to play this game but i don't have it if it's reasonable i'll just buy everyone the games just to help get us through these times can i get that let's play together simulator all dlc please so why not train simulator all DLC? I th- they got a train game on Game Pass, so if you want to do that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's like a little kitty game um, for trains. But not for real. If uh, there's something you guys see, because there's all kinds of indie gems, 10, 15 bucks, that's, that, that's nothing. I'll buy all that. And then uh, we can all get through this pandemic through gaming. Luca, you got something to say? Uh, no. Saw a little, saw a little peep out there. I'm like, what, are you trying to call it cringe? No, 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 sorry. That, that I'm trying to make us go all Captain Planet, but through video games? Nah, sorry. No. Oh, you're too young to understand that reference. No, <laughs> uh, we're gonna... Oh, no, I know who Captain Planet is. <laughs> we're rolling out. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for joining.